0: target of hate oh boy you know this is going to be a rough one folks you heard that um you heard that opening this is this is a real interesting episode of the show i think although i'm here with someone who's very tall who b- might not think it's so interesting and that's the great mitchell hadley <laughs> mitchell what did you how are you first what how are you
1: i am great dan how are you
0: good i'm doing all right i'm i'm, I'm i i, I, I I, 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 I'm interested in, in hearing what you think about this episode. So I'm going to talk about you for a while. How are, no, no, I'm kidding. Of course, I'm going to ask you how. I mean, can I just say one thing? There, there um, Now, you you got a great website. It's about TV. We love it. Everybody loves the site. I think it's a fantastic Thank you. site. Thank you. Um, and you did it. I just want to bring this up because I had mentioned to either comment or write my own version of Of this, But I never did. A few months ago, we did um, with the Classic TV Blog Association, we did like the best shows of all time kind of thing. And it was it is an interesting um, uh, poll, the way we did it. Um, And you you wrote a very interesting article about how you chose the the shows you chose. And Mm -hmm. um, and I recommend I forget what you called it. Do you remember what you called it?
1: Um, I can probably find out here I'm sure that it is uh, here somewhere. Why don't you go ahead here and I okay. will uh, look right, for no. it in the meantime
0: okay um, and it's just uh, we had to pick pick all these um, uh, th- there were very specific rules about how you would pick the, the the shows and things and the kind of rule I went by from from what I read was that if I really loved the show, I was probably not being objective enough and so I left it out plus I thought you were supposed to leave out anything that wasn't American which is why Doctor Who wasn't on my list know, like Monty Python or something wasn't on my list um, yeah but um, I, I specifically like you know when I um I was looking at it and I was sort of like um, uh, like in the 60s I, I was like trying to pick a great sitcom and I was like uh, wandering around my mind and I thought I'm not gonna pick I Love Lucy how about something from the 60s of course Green Acres no Dan you love Green Acres so much how about Dick Van Dyke? And I chose Dick Van Dyke. I don't like the Dick Van Dyke show that much. I don't even know why I chose it. Every, you know, it was, it was, it, it was like, it was like, how about a western? Of course, The Virginian. No, Gunsmoke. I don't watch Gunsmoke. You know, it was, I don't know why every show I chose was one that I don't really watch all that much, and I don't know why I. You did were,
1: that. you were, um, you were, you were in part i think succumbing to peer pressure the the idea that a show is great because you've been told that it's great yes. now i i would wager i would wager for example that most people would say the great gatsby is one of the great novels ever written and i would bet you that at least half of the people who say that have never read the great gatsby yes. but yeah. but they and if they do read it they may not think it is a great book, but they would never say that because they've been told that it's a great book and I think I think there's something to that with TV too that you you tend to think if I don't like it, it's because of me, not because of the show mm-hmm
0: yeah, and, and your you your article was great because it kind of stood up and, and sort of said, you know, like a lot of these I don't you know, I I mean I, I forget exactly what you said about Lucy, but I believe it was you're not that much of a fan, if I remember correctly.
1: Yeah, I found I found the article by the way. It's called My Turn, My Little List of Classic T V programs. Yes. And it's from uh, January 2019, and um, one of the things that I had said about uh, Lucy was that uh, I, I'm i not a big fan of Lucy. I'm not a big mm-hmm. fan of the show, and um, I, I just didn't want to put a show that I, I didn't like on the list i i would and i would freely acknowledge that i may be wrong about things like that but that's why it's my list and not your yes. list or yes. or jim's list
0: yeah yeah, and I, I think I it, it was funny because the moment the the like final list came in and I was looking at things and I was like oh Doctor Who's on here I thought we weren't supposed to put um I thought it was just American shows where did I think why did I think that and some of the other shows that were on there was like it, it was like I, I became I was more personal for me when I chose the final ones but from yeah, someone else's list too. more or less um but but it and it was it was it, it's interesting reading your article because one like your what your take on Lucy. And I mean, to me, like most 70s sitcoms drive me up the wall. I love Happy oh, Days. Yeah. I, I always have. I, I, I adore the sweetness of happy days. And then as it goes along, I love one that the Fonz becomes a superhero and two the continuity that builds with it. I think Laverne Shirley at its best is pretty hilarious, but I find most seventies sitcoms grating. And
1: very much so.
0: Yeah, and, and I prefer I think the sitcoms of the 60s are far more fun and I know you love Hogan and I started watching Hogan on your recommendations I'm about five episodes in and I've liked what I've watched so far
1: good so, I'm glad let's... to hear that I think that you will really enjoy it the further along you get into it
0: that's what I figured yeah yeah uh but but yeah it's 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 an interesting article folks because he's he, 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 you're you're very honest about it and even saying stuff like you know it was like I didn't pick the Twilight Zone although it's in, in some respects, it's one of my all-time favorite shows. And yet, when I got the show on DVD, I stalled near the end of the third season and haven't actually made it to the end. Now, and and this is from a guy who's watched every episode of In Search Of three times. You know, so, so you know, where's my, you know, it's, it's, it's because I think Twilight Zone at its best is one of the best, but it wasn't at yes. its best. For, for at least a season and a half, if not more.
1: I, I agree, and I think that, that um, this isn't original to me, but somebody said that, that um, Rod Serling, as he wrote more and as he got overworked or got lazy or just had to hit the deadlines, he tended to become more sanctimonious. All of his yeah. characters tended to sound like him. And I think that uh, when you see a Twilight Zone episode that doesn't work, that he's written, it's probably one of two things. It's either a comedy, because Serling really was not good at comedy. He was good at humor, but humor is not the same thing as comedy. And and, um, it's either that or it's one where you have people really giving speeches instead of talking, and they're pontificating about things. Yeah, and I, that hurts the, the timelessness of the show.
0: Yes. Yeah. I, I was thinking of actually, I, I believe this is one that does that, but I in my Happy Days podcast, I just finished the first season, and the last episode of the first season is one all about building a, um, well, they keep calling it a bomb shelter, but I think it would be a fallout shelter. Cause yeah, if, yeah. Yeah. The nu- yeah but, um, but, but there's that episode of The Twilight Zone, I, I believe Sterling wrote it, called The Shelter. Which is just a bunch mm-hmm. of it's 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 sort of like the monsters are due on Maple Street, but without the, but without the push of the monster. Like the 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 monsters are due on Maple Street is I think is a great one. The shelter is kind of yes. like that with the neighborhood going crazy, but it's like Serling just exhausted and just like just like because I think he used to dictate his scripts I yeah believe. he did I, I'm, mm-hmm. so 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 you, cool you can, side i think <laughs> so you can you can imagine the nice point work where oh god <laughs> if you could get it won't you tell me how and and i yeah. i think i i think the thing with dictating is that because i've had this happen too when you when you dictate the the writing if you're trying to do characters unless you're fully if if you're i, I don't want to, I don't I don't know if I want to call him lazy but if you're tired you start you're just talking you're just saying everything yourself yeah. and then if you hand that to someone to type up eh, it becomes you <laughs> saying everything and so <laughs> And so, and yeah.
1: y- you have trouble too. with with You lose track of, of what you've said. And I find yes. when I'm working on, on something, when I'm typing it out and I'm able to go back and see what I've written to read it over again, I can pick out when I use the same word too many times yes. or yes. when I say something that clearly is going to confuse people when they're reading it because it's losing its thread or its train of thought uh so i i i can see great value in dictating ideas but i think you have to be able to sit down and write it yourself
0: yes yeah i i I, the 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 one part of me that likes serling when he's at his most exhausted is I do enjoy sort of encountering like artists when they're just stretching themselves so far that it's just like it's them they're laid bare sort of and you see you'll see Mm -hmm. that in like music sometimes you'll see that with like say Bob Dylan or or like um, I guess sometimes that would happen with like the Beatles when they were just running themselves ragged or or like I always point to the band The Clash you know The Clash had a uh, in 1980 they had a, a triple album out called Sandinista which is 2 hours and 25 minutes long. That's crazy. And when you listen to the album, it's exhausting. But I absolutely love it. Because it's them throwing out every single idea they have, and just every lyric idea, every this, every that, everything they have. And it's completely just by the end of it you'll be wiped out if you listen to it all the way through but there is something fascinating about getting so close to the bones sort of with the creative person mm-hmm. who, who 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 has to put out this material and just can't hide the what they're saying in characters anymore there is something fun about that but there is something that can get sanctimonious about that too and unfortunately not always yeah entertaining. You, you can't
1: make a habit of it
0: Yes. No. You mm-hmm. can't do. You can't do it off. It has to be something where, like, you put out a triple album. You know, because the Clash put out a double album, then a year later they put out a triple album. That's crazy. Uh, but they did it, and I think it worked. But yeah, yeah. Serling just has the point where um, he just—you can feel that he's exhausted. I think he said that many times too. By the time he hit that point, yes. I think so. so yeah, I saw.
1: Of- you know, I I put. Yeah, I put Twilight Zone on my top ten list, but it was because of the historical impact of the show as much as anything. I I think I probably ranked it higher in terms of its historical importance than importance. I would in terms of my uh, enjoyment of it, although as you, I enjoy it. But there's always something that keeps me from putting it up higher than I do.
0: Yeah, and, and there's... I mean, I, 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 I sort of think of it this way. Like, I can, like, Happy Days. As much as people may denigrate the end of Happy day, the last few seasons of Happy Days, I think they're quite good. And I think in the 11th season, when they decided the show was ending, they brought Joni and Chachi back, they cut the budget, and they got rid of all the extraneous characters, and it's just the basic characters, it became quite lovely again. Um, but I, you know, I can also understand, you know, people saying that yeah, by the eleventh season, the, the, it's played out. They're not even pretending like it's the '60s anymore. Joni's got a mid '80s haircut, and you know, it's. But but I can watch Happy Days all the way through and enjoy it. Whereas there are, there are like the, the thing will happen with the Twilight Zone where I'll be like, oh boy, this episode is next. Yeah. i you know yes. even even like Doctor who which has what 37 seasons now there are maybe only
1: yeah
0: maybe only 10 or 20 episodes where I go ooh this one and, and, but then generally the joy with dr who is that I can put on and listen to a commentary or something I can get a little you know something else to you know, I have going but but Twilight Zone has especially in like those hour long episodes in season four and much of season five, especially like the back Ooh, half of season yeah. five, when when like a new producer... I forget who the new producer was, but someone took over who like had no concept.
1: Was it Burt Granite?
0: That could be it, yes, yes. Garnet Granite, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, something um, yeah. Yeah, and he took over and just like he did like ten or twelve episodes, and you just got the feeling that he had no concept of what uh, Twilight Zone was, and it's just like, yes. oh this, oh this, re- these really stink up the joint. And so, and and this, this is welcome to our Twilight Zone podcast, folks. We were gonna. Here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. I, I, I'm just gonna say one more thing about your list that I remember. I didn't realize that you like Police Squad so much.
1: Oh well, yes, yeah, I, I love that show. That, um, I, that's one of the few shows that I will actually laugh out loud when i'm watching it i don't smile i don't chuckle i i will laugh out loud at those jokes and it oh, is it's a whether you watch it you know, i could watch that series probably every every year and still get as much yes. pleasure out of the episodes yes. as i did the first time
0: yes I, I always i always forget how good they are and i was I, I you know had i known i would have had you join myself and my friend rob kelly like two years ago when we talked Police squad because we really got into it, and I was surprised <laughs> at how much we got into it. And I, oh,
1: uh, I was going to say there's still some things about me you don't know. So yes, it's uh, you know, I like to keep. Uh, yeah, you have to that's how you keep the relationship alive.
0: Yes, exactly. We got eighteen more episodes. We haven't even got to this one yet. But I think I think the police squad and I'll I'll just go away because we said this when we Rob and I talked about it, but I always remember like seeing the first episode on Lifetime on a Sunday night in like nineteen eighty six and loving it. Wow. Zucker Abrams, Zucker loved it, loved it, loved it then the next one was the boxing one which really disappointed me
1: Uh because
0: and but then when we were watching it this time i realized what's going on and that's that zucker abram zucker they don't care about the plot they just care about the jokes
1: not at all so Mm -hmm. so
0: and and that works in airplane and it doesn't work as well in Top Secret, although I adore Top Secret. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love Top Secret. But one of the things is when they actually need to set a plot, sometimes the way they set the jokes gets in the way of it. And you kind of lose <laughs> – like like what's, when Sally Decker has her gun and she's getting ready to shoot everybody. And so she she's setting up – and I've seen the episode of like M Squad that they took this from. And she's basically doing exactly what the woman does in M-Squad. And so as she's doing this, you can hear stuff happening off screen. And so you're not really paying attention to Sally. You're listening for the joke. But Sally's actually setting something up that's going to come into play later as part of the mystery, Mm -hmm. as it were. But the thing is, she she has a gun in her purse, but then she's got another gun in the drawer. And that looks like a joke. But it's not a joke. That's because that's what happens in the episode of M-Squad. And and, and so you're like – and so you're sitting there. You're you're trying to watch her, but you're listening to the joke and laughing at the joke. Then she suddenly has two guns, and you're kind of laughing at her but not sure if that's a joke. And then you kind of lose what she's up to. And – and, and whereas and then we'll really talk about Bourbon Street Beat. I I, I apologize everybody. Um, but I think I, I, th- I think what happens then is that what Joe Dante directed the boxing episode and I think what Joe Dante does having directed more than Zucker Abram Zuckerhead at that point is up until uh, more or less up until Frank shows up in the boxing episode, there are barely any jokes. There are a few but yes. they're, really it's setting it up the moment frank shows up the jokes are as good as they were in the first episode they're they're hysterical it's just that for the first few mary's minutes mary's toaster mary's toaster and i don't belong to anyone yeah. and he turns around <laughs> and the scene the scene where he's in the card the scene where he's in the card game the card game i got some uh-huh. lauren green you mentioned you you managed lauren green um it's i that's as funny as anything else but i think what it is is it's joe dante being allowed to say okay i want to have everyone know exactly what's going on before i inundate mm-hmm. them with jokes and they don't have to care anymore so for the first 5 minutes yes. there there's literally there's a joke where take a dive and you see like a diver fall behind some chairs there's a killer covered with guns and bombs, but he has a press pass, so it's he's let in. Um, <laughs> okay, there's, the guard. Yeah. there's the guard standing outside. You hear all the explosions and everything, and then the killer leaves, and like the the room seems to be on fire. And then there's a scene where they're examining the um, the room, and like the, the bo- boxer's body is swaying back and forth. And they are jokes, and they're good ones, <laughs> but they're not like they were in the first episode where they he they just bombard you with jokes. That, that doesn't happen until you get the setup. There's a syndicate they're yes. willing to kill boxers and and then they pile on and I think he directs one more episode in the season and kind of does the same thing. Um, so, so it, it isn't until you realize that wait a minute Joe Dante's a director who knows what he's doing. Let him do what he does um, and so so you realize how much um, th- the show is richer than you would imagine from the six episodes. And and plus
1: exactly
0: and and plus um um and I'm not going to ask you about your little key store by the way um and the thing <laughs> that, the, and, and now we'll get to the episode but the thing that Rob Rob brought up when we were talking about the episode is he said could you imagine at the end of every episode they say well he's up he's up there with Sally Decker and Dutch Gunderson and da da, da and they name all the the people and it was like yes. could you imagine when they we were thinking like they'd get to episode 99 and then episode yeah. 100 would be nothing but them naming the names of the first like 98 people they put away yeah dragnet, that would, that, dragnet. Yeah, yeah that would be the, yeah that would be the joke it would just be 98 you know, like you remember this person and this person and this person and then and then the joke would go on so long that it would drive everyone nuts and it would be like what is it turn on they take it off Halfway through, you know, the networks would call up and say, take this off the air, and they turn it off. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the episode. I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm just having a moment of silence here for uh, a show that should uh, have had a longer life than it did. Yes. But um, yeah, I agree. a typical so, network so... doesn't understand what they have.